now on air. Anchor morning audio date is 10.04.2022. Current time is 05.41 a.m. Eastern Time here in upstate New York. That's the southern tier of upstate New York where I live and reside on this Tuesday morning. And yes, this is the Anchor Morning Audio. The Anchor Morning Audio, where I give you a little bit of a meet and greet, uh, talk a little bit about the weather. Uh, we have a good story, interesting story, interesting article I'm going to present. And who am I? Well, I'm Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich here on Anchor.fm. I'm also over there on Twitter where I tote myself as a social media observer, social media enthusiast. In other words, I like playing on this thing called the internet, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing the audio this morning, and it wouldn't be a morning broadcast if we didn't have the morning coffee, and that's what I have right now. I'm stirring up my uh, teaspoon of unsweetened cocoa in the coffee this morning. It's a coffee hack. I didn't do it this weekend. I didn't do the coffee hack this weekend. I just drank straight coffee. I, uh, the missus has a new coffee we're, we're doing as far as that goes, and... Uh, um, but I'm, I'm back on the coffee hack here and what the um, uh, unsweetened cocoa does is just gets that metabolism going in combination with the coffee and I saw another study coffee is good for you you take I think the sweet spot is three to four cups and I'm right in that sweet spot right there I, I drink about uh, three four cups uh, once in a great while I'll drink more <laughs> but uh, um, there's some good news on coffee there. I don't have it at hand, but I just just drinking the coffee. I'm just thinking there was an article here last week or so talking about coffee once again. And I know I presented a few articles here on the Anchor Morning Audio concerning the coffee there. So, but currently here in the southern tier of upstate New York, it's 48, oh, about 45 to 47 degrees. Let's say I think that we we dropped a degree since I woke up. And um, but we're anywhere from the 45 to 47 range degrees Fahrenheit. A steady rain this morning. Showers containing uh, continuing this afternoon. High of 56 degrees Fahrenheit. We're in autumn. We got the autumn temperatures. Winds out of the north at five to ten miles per hour. Chance of rain 80 percent. Rainfall around a quarter of an inch if we do get it. And uh, we, we didn't really have any rain yesterday. It was just a nice autumn day um, uh, as far as that goes. Let's see, sun ro rising this morning at 7.06, which is about another hour, uh, 20, 21 minutes. An hour and 21 minutes, the sun will be rising at 7.06 a.m. and setting at 6.44 p.m. tonight, later tonight, so uh, it's the sun is setting a little bit earlier every evening as far as that goes so um, and we're going to be running 
Yeah, our, our intro music has got 10 more seconds there. <laughs> I was almost going to cut it off. It's only got 10 seconds. Let it run out. But we are here on the Anchor Morning Audio um, doing the audio. And I think I missed last Thursday's Anchor Morning Audio. And because um, last time I did an audio was the 27th, which was, uh, I look at my calendar, was, yeah, last Tuesday, a week ago. So uh, I, I ended up uh, doing a, a broadcast. I think it was because I missed my Wednesday evening Twitch football picks. And I wanted to get the picks in before the start of the Thursday night game, which uh, we'll be going over those a little bit here if we have time uh, after getting through the the interesting article and, and whatnot. But uh, this morning I did do my tweets. I did not do any tweet yesterday. I was on the road yesterday. We were taking care of some family, family um, stuff, and it was a good day as far as uh, that goes. Uh, meeting up with family I haven't seen in a while, but we had some things to do. And um, it was nice traveling downstate and uh, had a pleasant drive back as far as that goes. The leaves are changing. Oh, my God. Going down through the Catskills, go downstate. They are changing. They are changing. And the colors are uh, brilliant as far as that goes. I did do a thought for the day this morning. Um, other, unlike yesterday, because I was on the road early, um, I just elected not to do anything. I stayed off the grid totally. Um, I think when I got home yesterday afternoon, I just uh, looked at a few things, and that was it. And um, uh, just basically just to um, depressurize and uh, process the day. It was a good day yesterday, very good day yesterday. And... Um, uh, so it was a good day to take a, a step back away from this thing called the internet and everybody should every once in a while to be honest with you I have done it uh, before and um, when you have real-world uh, stuff that you have to do um, that that needs to be done and um, um, in this case it, it, it was uh, something of uh, family nature there and um, it uh, it's always good and uh, I feel energized now to do the audio this morning as far as that goes I'm on a, a week's vacation also this week so um, I'm planning on probably doing a twitch broadcast right after this as far as that goes to get back into the swing of the broadcasting and stuff I'm seeing that I am on a day off today um, but our did not tweet yesterday but I did tweet this morning and uh, this morning it uh, uh, let's see uh, let's get to my Twitter feed as far as that goes and this morning's tweet is from Leonardo da Vinci he, I have a quote which is our thought for today and uh, this one I really enjoy because um, that's basically uh, um, what we did yesterday pretty much I guess from the family standpoint, I really can't get into detail on that because it's uh, some things you want to talk about on the internet. Other things you just sort of you know reserve the right to say you know. But it was a good day yesterday, uh, a solemn day, but a, a good day nonetheless. Uh, let's see. Our thought for the day goes as follows: from Leonardo, from Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. It's a simple quote, very powerful quote. Simplicity is the ultimate of sophistication. 
um, sometimes in this complicated world, complex world, just keep it simple, stupid. We used to call that KISS when I was in the fire department. Not the group KISS, just the initials K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. So I think this is more of a, a better way of saying that. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And um, Leonardo da Vinci was a great individual on this big blue marble. He was an Italian uh, polymath of high renaissance who was active as a painter, uh, droughtsman, engineer, scientist, theorist, and sculptor, and architect. He had all those. He was very, uh, very, very intelligent individual. And uh, why is uh, Da Vinci so famous? Let's see. He served as a role model applying the scientific method to every aspect of life. He probably kept it simple too, right? <laughs> Including art and music, although he is best known for his dramatic and uh, expressive artwork Leonardo also conducted dozens of carefully thought-out experiments and created uh, futuristic inventions that were groundbreaking for the time he actually developed and invented the helicopter in a manner of speaking and he just he had the math he had the the drawings just didn't have the materials and that's what we're if you look at it what we were dealing with today we look at all this innovative stuff that we're getting from science fiction warp drive traveling you know being able to travel near the speed of uh, light as far as that goes and we have the math we have it drawn but we just don't have the uh, the mecha uh, the materials to to do that as far as that goes and uh, the methodology of putting it all together as far as uh, um, but we'll have a breakthrough. It's just uh, that next level of physics, I guess you could say. So our thought for the day from Leonardo da Vinci, a very good one, which they, they're all good. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking about them if they weren't good. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So uh, you don't have to be bold and brash to be, you know, to uh, be sophisticated. And, uh, um, sophistication what's sophistication I know what sophistication means sometimes we take sophistication um, as being uh, what is it uh, uh, you know upper crust um, you're smarter than the average person if you're sophisticated but um, oh what is it let's see I get this sophistication I gotta get this word sophistication Let's see what that sophistication. Oh, let's see. Sophistication. If I can get it in my my browser here. Oh, there we go. Sophistication is the quality of being sophisticated. Um, well, what what's the word actually? What does sophistication mean? Sophistication, highly complicated or um, developed. Complex, sophisticated electronic devices have a refined knowledge of ways of the world cultivating, especially through wide experience. Um, so it's 
so the word means the quality of being sophisticated so it means complicated and developed so that's almost like an oxymoron where the, it doesn't make sense the, the two as far as that goes um, sophistication meaning complex and developed but he's saying simplification is the ultimate sophistication oh simplification because it's down to its lowest level maybe I don't know it's just a good quote there sophistication is the ultimate uh, simplicity simplicity I should say is the ultimate uh, sophistication and simplicity let's see what that word uh, I, I got simplicity is keep it simple but simplicity is uh, um, let's see didn't get that in the, the thing right here okay sort of screwing this up meaning simplicity meaning simplicity the the quality or uh, condition of being easy to understand so if we could take um, items that are developed and complicated and keep them at a simple uh, a simple level of understanding I think you're better off you get things done and uh, maybe that's why we don't we haven't gotten to the uh, next level of um, of um, physics as far as that goes all right we do have <laughs> a simple article here but it talks about something that's out there in our solar system and that's saturn's rings could have been formed by a missing moon that smashed into uh, the planet 160 million years ago. Saturn rings are are uh, tilted, are tilt. Oh, Saturn's rings and tilt could be the uh, product of an ancient missing moon. New studies suggest, and the uh, grazing encounter may have had smashing have had may have smashed the moon into bits to form Saturn's rings. Swirling around the planet's equator, the rings of Saturn's are a dead giveaway that the planet is spinning at a tilt. The belt giant rotation at 26.7 degrees angle relative to the plane in which it orbits the sun. Astronomers have long suspected that the, this tilt comes from gravitational interaction with its neighbors, Neptune, uh, as Saturn tilts. Uh, tilts like a spinning top at near the same rate uh, as the orbit of Neptune. So Neptune may have had the, uh, uh, a hand in the, the Saturn's tilt there. But a new model study by astronomers at MIT and elsewhere have found that while the two planets may have once been in sync, Saturn has since escaped Neptune's pull, what was responsible for this planetary realignment? That's the question. The team has once uh, uh, the team has one meticulously tested hypothesis, hypothesis: a missing moon. So this is a theory they're looking at. In a study appearing um, in uh, the magazine Science, the team proposed that Saturn, which 
today has 83 moons. Wow. It hosts 88, 83 moons. Once harbored at least one more, an extra satellite that they name uh, uh, Chrysalis. Uh, together with its siblings, the researchers suggest Chrysalis orbit Saturn for several billion years, pulled and tugged on the planet in a way that kept its tilt um, or uh, its tiltness in, uh, uh, in sync with, I guess, Neptune. But around 160 million years ago, the team estimates uh, Chrysalis um, because became unstable and came too close to the planet and it grazed and a grazing encounter that pulled the saddle light apart that loss the loss of the moon was enough to remove Saturn from Neptune's grasp and leave it with a present-day tilt uh, what's more the researchers uh, summarized while most of uh, Chrysler's shattered body may have made impact with Saturn, a fraction of its uh, fragments could have remained suspended in orbit, eventually breaking into small ice chunks to form the planet's signature rings. Uh, the missing satellite therefore could explain two long-standing mysteries, satellite's present-day tilt and the age of its rings, uh, which have previously estimated to be about one million year, 100 million years old, much younger than the planet itself. Just like a butterfly's chrysalis, oh, it's chrysalis, this satellite was long dormant and suddenly became active and the rings emerged, says Jack Wisdom, professor and planetary scientist of MIT and leader, lead author of the new study. Um, the study's author included Rola Dubuque, an MIT uh, Buckhard Miltzard of University of California at Berkeley, William Hubbard at University of Arizona, Francis Nemo, Nimmo, and uh, Brian Dowie uh, at the University of California at Santa Cruz and Richard French of Wellesley College. In the early 2000, in the in the early 2000s, scientists put forward an idea that si Saturn's tilt axis is a result of a planet being trapped in a resonous or gravitational association with Neptune. But observe, observations taken by NASA's uh, Cassia spacecraft, which orbits Saturn from 2004 to 2017, put a new twist on the problem. Scientists found that Titan, Saturn's largest satellite, was migrating away from Saturn at a faster clip than expected at a rate of about 11 centimeters per year. Titan's fast migration, <laughs> fast migration, 11 centimeters. I guess that's fast when you, you in uh, the terms of uh, timeline in space. But Titan's fast migration and gravitational pull led scientists to conclude that the moon was likely responsible for the tilt and kept Saturn in res resonance with Neptune.
But the uh, explanation hinge on one major unknown. Saturn's moment of inertia was, which is how mass is disturbed, distributed in the planet's interior. Saturn's tilt could have uh, definitely, depending on whether matter is more concentrated at the core or towards the surface. To make progress to make progress on the problem, we have to determine the movement of inertia of Saturn, wisdom say, one of the uh, lead scientists on this study. Um, in the new study, wisdom and his colleagues looked at looked to pin down Saturn's movement of inertia using some of the latest observations taken by Cassia and the grant in its grand finale, a phase of the mission during which the spacecraft made an uh, extremely close approach to uh, uh, precisely map the gravitational field around the entire planet. The gravitational field can be used to determine the distribution of mass in the planet. Wisdom and his colleagues modeled the interior of Saturn and uh, identified a, a distribution of, a, of mass that matched the gravitational field that Cassius observed. Surprisingly, they found that this new identified movement of inertia placed Saturn close to, but just outside the, uh, uh, I guess it's Rhesus with Neptune, Reason Ansis, which means, what's Reason Ansis? Let's see what the definition of that is. I'm curious. Reason Ansis. Reason Ansis. Let's see. Reason Let's see. Resonances, the quality in a sound of being deep fall. In physics, it's the reinforcement of sound by reflection from the surface. So I'm, I'm still not understand how that relates to this article. And I'm sure you don't by me talk babbling about it as far as that goes. But um, uh, then we went hunting for ways of getting Saturn out of Neptune's renaissance. So they're looking at how it got away from being associated with uh, Neptune. The term, the team first came, carried out uh, simulations to uh, evolve the orbital dynamics of Saturn and its moons backward in time. So they, they moved of time back on the to see whether any natural instabilities uh, among the existing satellites could have influenced the planet's tilts. The search came up empty. So um, the researchers re-examined the mathematic equations that described a planet's uh, precision, which is how the planet's axis of rotation changes over time. One ter term is in this equation was uh, contributed from all the satellites. The team reasoned that if one satellite were removed from the sum, it should affect the planetary's uh, precession. The question was, how massive would that satellite have to be and what dynamics would it have to undergo to, to take Saturn out of Neptune's renaissance, re resonance? 
Wisdom and his colleagues ran simulations to determine the properties of a satellite, such as its mass and orbit radius and the orbital dynamics that would be required to knock Saturn out of its out of this renaissance. Reasonous. I'll get that word sometime. Uh, the conclusion that Saturn uh, presented present tilt is the result of the resonance with Neptune and that the loss of the satellite Chrysalis which was about the size of uh, Saturn's third largest moon allowed it to escape the resonance. Sometime between 200 and 100 million years ago Chrysalis entered uh, a chaotic orbit zone experiment, experienced a number of close encounters with uh, two other moons, uh, Iptius and Titan, and eventually came too close to Saturn, and, it gaze, and its gaze, grazing encountered that ripple that ripped the satellite into bits, leaving a small fractured fraction to circle around the planet and debris. So how come we can't see that? I think Saturn has some gases on it. We, we don't know what the surface uh, the loss of chrysalis they found explained Saturn's uh, precision, precession and its present-day tilt as well as the large formation of its rings. It's a pretty good story but like any other results it will have to be examined by others Wisdom says in an article reprinted um, by, with permission of MIT News but it seems that this lost satellite was just a chrysalis waiting to have its instability. <laughs> so there we have it. That's a pretty long article, but that's interesting. Just a, it was a previous moon that uh, grazed Saturn, which um, which I think there's gases around it. It seems I'm looking at a picture, and it'll be part of the audio art there that it's on a tilt, but uh, it it. You know, it sort of somewhat explains the creation of the the rings around Saturn. It was just a, the debris of a, a moon that that crashed into Saturn itself. So uh, there we have it. An interesting article of Saturn's rings could have been formed by a missing moon called Chrysalis that smashed into the planet 160 million years ago. That's what they're surmising right now. But others, other scientists have to look at this. This isn't all inclusive from what I'm reading on the article. So um, I'm always interested in what... It's in our solar system. It's in our backyard. <laughs> Even though Saturn's a long way away from the Earth. But um, in astronomical terms uh, of outer space, it's, it's real close. It's in our backyard. So uh, it's always interesting to know some interesting facts about the planets that um, circle around that uh, yellow ball that we call the sun and it which is a star um, along with this big blue marble so there we have it as we're we're pushing towards 28 minutes so uh, we're on the, the downhill side here as far as uh, exiting stage left but I will be doing a twitch broadcast which I'll post up after I post this broadcast, well, I'll post this this audio up, do the Twitch broadcast, uh, sort of uh, uh, get back into the swing of broadcasting, and um, see what the day brings as far as that goes. We're back. We're back. Are we back? 
We're back, yeah. We're gurgling a little bit there. <laughs> Haven't done that since the Blab days, it seems. We called it Gilberting. There was a guy named Gilbert that was on Blab, and his, his uh, I don't know how this is going to come out on the reap, but when I was listening to my earphones, it was, I, it was Gilberting. It was all that static as far as when you're talking. So we're, um, we're at the, uh, coming up on our 30 minute limit here for the Anchor Morning Audio. So we're going to go ahead and exit stage left here and um, uh, get this wrapped up and going and post it up over there on uh, Twitter and all those other fine social media networks that I'm on, like uh, uh, True Social, uh, Gitter, Parlor, and uh, Gab. I'm also over there on Facebook as the real Fireman Rich, and I, I do have a private Facebook. So if my my cousins are listening, hey, hello, and how you doing? And uh, any other family member too that might be listening. Uh, good morning here from the southern tier of upstate New York. But this is Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich, wishing you all well. It's good to be doing the audio here. We're going to go ahead and exit stage left. Uh, drink some more coffee here. Get this rendered and. Uh, uh, post it up here, the audio, on anchor.fm. And uh, you all have a great one wherever you may be on this big blue marble. Rich Roberts, wishing you all well. Live life, have fun. Ciao for now. As always, peace. Take care, folks. Thanks a lot.